This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly with you here on WABC. Time to talk Grammys. Ladies and gentlemen, with us is journalist Peter Chowka. How are you, Peter? I'm a little tired from the grueling night last night, James. You know, the Grammys were on CBS for almost four hours. And then here on the West Coast, they repeated the whole show again on many stations for a total of eight hours. And, and it was uh, it was grueling. And um, some of the acts caught viewers' attention in not in a good way. In fact, social media quickly blew up with clips from the show and comments about some of the performers. And for once, that was a positive thing about social media. For example, this is the most uh, prime example. There was uh, Sam Smith and a transgender person named Kim Petras. Petras was born he, but now uses the pronoun she. And they performed their award-winning number called Unholy. Hey, Peter, we're having a little bit of problem hearing you. It sounds like it's a little bit muffled. Can I do this? Can we? Is that that any better? Yes, that's a lot better. Okay, well, shall I continue then? Yes, please do. This this song, Unholy, uh, one article described it as literally a tribute to Satan. And, quote, you had LGBTQ plus transgenders, Satan, and women in cages Okay, so we had, wait a minute. Let me make sure I got this right. You had LGBTQ people, women in cages, being beaten with whips in this tribute to Satan. That was this song. That was how one article described it, and I watched it, and that's, that's a vivid description, but. That's really what it was. I mean, there's clips all over the internet. People can look for at these for themselves if they want to see it. But uh, it was blood red. It was uh, you know this this pulsating music. Uh, this character Sam Smith, who was one of the two singers, if I can call him that, in the song, had a hat on with devil horns coming out of it, and. Uh, I mean, I don't want to sound like a prude, but to me, this is not music. It's not music, you know? Well, you're not the only one. Look, Ted Cruz, among others, today is ripping it. And, And also, you know, CBS Network put out a tweet before the show, and the tweet says, and I quote, ready to worship in connection with this particular app. So it's people saying, well, what are, what's going on here? Now we have a major network suggesting that they're into, is that what they're saying, that they're ready to worship Satan? And then we have this Satan-themed performance at the Grammys? Well, 
Well, you have to take them at their word or at their tweet, and that's what they said. But, you know, the Grammys have been going downhill for years. It used to be a really, truly diverse program with all kinds of musical genres. And now the rap and hip-hop are the number one genre of, uh, if I can call it music, in the United States. Uh, The Grammys are reflecting that. In fact, last night's program was uh, to honor supposedly the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. So most of the acts, there were a few exceptions, but most of them were from the hip-hop rap uh, place. And, and, you know, the backstory here, James, is that after 65 years, the Grammy broadcast is on life support. Now, last night's ratings aren't in yet, but the last two years, they had the lowest ratings of all time, only around 8 million viewers, or about 1 out of 28 people in this country over the age of 12. Ten years ago, 28 28 million people were watching. So uh, I think that America is tuning out because it's all about rap and hip-hop. And then, you know, like some of the Super Bowl halftime shows, like one with Madonna, for example, they have this satanic imagery, which uh, is, is disgusting. It's sickening. And this is on in prime time on the CBS television network, which has been broadcasting it for 50 years now. Now, there's a lot of whining and moaning in other camps. Here is the Washington Post headline, Peter. Beyonce just made Grammy history. Why does it feel like she's still lost? Well, the long story short of it is that before the Grammys, there were news stories how almost threatening she better win album of the year. She better win album of the year. She didn't win album of the year. Now, Beyonce leaves the Grammys this year with a total of 32 Grammys. No other artist in history. And, I mean, we're talking about great artists of the past. None of them has achieved that level of success at the Grammys. And yet we are dealt today with carping that it is a racist, something racist happens because she did not win the album of the years. Instead, it went to Harry Styles, the former One Direction heartthrob, who the Washington Post says has since remade himself into America's leading glam pop lust object. They say there's no such thing as uh, best in music. They say that the perennial failure to celebrate black music at the height of its cultural relevance is what happened with Beyonce. They don't, she's at the height of her powers and they still won't give her, give her best album of the year. And although she is the most, has won more Grammys than any other artist in recording history, something's wrong with it. Also, another complainer was the guy, the, the guy that beat up uh, Rihanna. Um, he was complaining because Rob Glasper won in that. He's, who's Rob Glasper? Blah, 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 blah. It's this low class, low rent. So this is what the Grammys have be- I gave up on the Grammys a long time ago. But you endured, you. yeah, you endured the whole thing. And then there was Madonna. Talk to us about Madonna for a moment. Well, she's a washed-up has-been, even though she's planning a new tour. She hasn't really had a decent album in 18 years, in my opinion. But, you know, just to mention Beyonce again, who went away. 
angry and disappointed as well as her fans, even though she is now the greatest uh, Grammy winner of all time for a solo performer. Trevor Nash, the host, uh, said something which uh, I think is telling. He said that Beyonce's album Renaissance, which did not win the album Pure Award, he said Beyonce's album Renaissance is better than anything in the Renaissance, unquote. So that's the attitude of these people that uh, past history of the Western world, including the sum total of the decades or centuries of the Renaissance, is, is eclipsed uh, and, and exceeded by Beyonce's latest album, Renaissance. I mean, uh, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable. You know, I've been a fan of popular music my whole life. I used to watch the Grammys and look forward to them for the performances, but it's just not the same, and it's not diverse. I mean, anybody who says it was racist, I'd say a vast majority of the people both performing and on camera were people of color. And, you know, the best period in my memory and how I sustained myself by listening to the music from when America was great during the last century was probably the late 50s and 1960s when you had black music, white music, sharing the mainstream top 40. You had primetime shows, afternoon shows like Dick Clark with black kids, white kids dancing together. And in my opinion, that truly diverse period in American popular music, uh, that really helped in the, at the height of the civil rights movement to, more than anything, maybe break down racial barriers in the young, upcoming generation. I'll never forget that. That was my feeling. That's the feeling of my contemporaries. And last night, I felt that if you were not uh, subscribing to the preeminence of hip-hop and rap and the kind of underlying uh, black power overtones, if I can say that, of the whole thing, then, uh, you know, you're, you're out of luck. It just uh, lacked true diversity, in my opinion, as a critic. Well, I think you've done a really good job as a critic in, in explaining how you, how you interpreted this year's Grammys. Now, Madonna is taking a lot of heat for, uh, of all things, her looks, which is unfortunate. Um, I hate to see people, you know, being uh, targeted because of their looks, but even... The, the press today. I mean, they're calling her unrecognizable, et cetera, et cetera. But as you point out, the Grammys is supposed to be about not your looks. It's supposed to be about your performance, your performance as right. an artist. And what we're supposed to see in the Grammys are the top of the musical performances. So let me just ask you a question. You already said that it lacked the kind of diversity. Do you think at all that there in any way was some of the other music that is at the the top, the people in jazz, the people in classical, the people in, in all of these. Is there any, any hope that the Grammys will ever once again sort of represent for the world the best of American music? Well, only if, I, I would say only if the ratings continue to tank and they have to really uh, redo the show. I mean, classical music, you mentioned, that has been banned from the primetime Grammy show for years now, and it points to the death, if not the irrelevance, of most classical music. And, uh, you know, there was one highlight I thought which reminded me of, quote, the good old days when uh, Stevie Wonder and Smokey Robinson were on stage, and Smokey is 82 now, 
And among their Motown hits, they performed a bit of Smokey's 1970 hit, Tears of a Clown, which is such a fantastic song. And I think it was that song, among some of his others, that uh, inspired Bob Dylan to say Smokey Robinson was one of the greatest poets we had in the last century. But, oh, and you know, I wanted to mention that CBS had to censor the closed captions. I had the closed captions on the TV so I could see these lyrics, which were often unintelligible. Probably because the N-word and God knows what else was in the lyrics, often the, the uh, captions would just have dot, dot, dot. And also, in, occasionally, the sound went out totally. They were cutting the audio, probably to censor the lyrics. So uh, I would say this show has outlived uh, its usefulness. It's no longer ready for prime time, and I hope they can seriously retool it if it's going to be on in the future. Well, I guess the one crowd that must have been happy last night would be the Satanists because they actually got a apparently a worship show in prime time. So maybe somebody's happy. I think so. They'll be sharing clips of that probably uh, in a positive way on their social media accounts. Peter, what a treat it is to have you. We have to have you back, Peter. Love talking with you. Love meeting you. Was uh, I? I was inspired to to give you a call based on your um your social media post on it. So wow, that sounds interesting. Your take on it. So thank you so much. And please get some rest and recover from eight hours of Grammy watching. Thank you so much. It's a true pleasure uh, to talk with you today, and I would certainly welcome another opportunity when uh, that that's a good time for you. Wonderful. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.